Today's podcast is a chat with Beth Paramore Reader, who's um, a very busy young mum and worker, not defining her as a mother, that happens a lot to women, but I'm sure you'll understand she has children and she gets involved in issues and campaigns that she feels strongly about. And she works as a masseuse um, doing Swedish massages in Todmorden. And we caught up with her in a house in Todd. And uh, she's great and I hope you enjoy the chat. So, good morning, Beth. Good morning. Um, now, I walk down into Todmorden Town Centre every morning to get a newspaper and I see uh, you um, going out, coming back, pushing a buggy with two children in. I'm aware that you uh, do a lot um, for, for medical aid for Palestine and a whole lot of other things and I just think to myself, that young woman is amazing. Um, so we wanted to come and... Our podcast is about people who are really, really interesting, do really interesting things uh, up and down the valley. And don't get too full of yourself because (laughs) basically it's on the basis that actually everyone has an interesting story to tell and and often don't think of themselves as particularly interesting. But anyway, is that fair enough, Ev? It is, yeah. And speaking as someone who quite a long time ago had two very small children very close together, 15 months apart, um, I completely (laughs) understand what's happening. But I got involved in lots of things. I think partly because raising children is... Mm. Very rewarding, and you love them, but it's mind-numbing. Yeah, it's so repetitive, though, yeah. isn't it? You know, the yeah. same. You live the same day over and over. It's like Groundhog Day, isn't yeah, it? You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you know, it is good to have that. Definitely, and you do. Interest. I think you do lose a bit of yourself, don't you? As well, when you first have, when you have little kids, yeah, you lose kind of um, yourself in the mayhem of it, and finding something that you're passionate about that can kind of bring you back a bit you know and find your own little projects that you can work on kind of keeps you being someone else outside of parenting that's right yeah absolutely and as someone wise said when you've got children uh, the years fly by yes but the days last forever (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yes 100% (laughs) the mornings last forever let alone the days (laughs) I've got two very early risers so we're always up at Five o'clock. <laughs> you will find that, that you'll look back and think, oh, where's that time yeah, gone with babies? Yeah. <laughs> How old are they, Beth? Um, Oscar is four in March and Emlyn is just got, has just gone two. So yeah. there's eight, 19 months between them, so not yeah. too dissimilar to yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> I think the first year is really hard and then it kind of just gets easier bit by bit, I think. yeah. And I think as well as um, it being a distraction from the everyday Mm. stuff, um, when you've got children, you want a better world for them. Of course you do. As they're growing up. Of course you do. And you see, when you see things, obviously it's hard seeing things, bad things happening to children, regardless of being a parent or not. But when you are a parent, Mm. you see your children in other children, Mm. don't you? You know, you see a child that's three suffering and all you can see is your child as well you know and you kind of really feel that it feels even heavier I think when 
bad things happen in the world when you've got kids that are going to be growing up in that. Mm, it becomes that real, doesn't it, when you've it got does, real yeah, exactly. children? Mm, yeah. Because yeah. mm. you, you, you tried to stop nuclear weapons, oh, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I thought it could single-handedly. Of course, nuclear There lots of other women. You went, yeah. to, you know, you went and, to Greenham Common for a while, didn't you? And, yeah, well, and there's Greenham Common. And... Um, I was in the Labour Party at the time yeah, and um, joined the women's section and it was a brilliant awakening for me because we realised that we would be better, we couldn't get to meetings quite often, there'd Mm. be in the evening, you know, you'd be getting the tea, kids in bed, whatever they say about men paying their share, it's still the women who end up doing the brunt of it. Yeah. So we decided we could meet in the daytime Perfect, rather yeah. than the evenings. And why not? The <laughs> yeah, and then there were so many children that between us we employed a nanny oh, to wow. come and help out while we were there. That's such and a good it, idea. Yeah, and it just kind of led on to yeah. all these things. And so we'd be having proper political discussions in the middle of the day. Yeah. With our kids yeah. playing outside or and dozing think, or whatever they do. I think it's know. really good for kids to see that as well. Yes. You know, yeah. I've grown up as, I mean, you know my mum, <laughs> a very political household. Yes. And, um, a splendid woman. Yeah, mother. she's a fantastic woman. And um, I have such fond memories of going on going on protest as a kid. Yeah. You know, we went on the the anti Iraq war protest when I was like eleven, or yeah. and um, leafleting against the BNP in Mixenden when I was a t- you know yeah. a young child. Um, and it's it really does shape you, I think, as a kid if you're exposed to, you know, and why shouldn't they be? Obviously, not the kind of the grotesque parts of it and the, the you know but the kind of yeah. general idea it's it's quite easy to understand that some things are, are bad you know um, I've tried to explain to Oscar the situation in Gaza not in depth obviously because uh, he doesn't have that depth of understanding it's too frightening for but, grown-ups yeah and he any he, he, but he understands that there's bad things happening for children somewhere else you know and yeah. he he really enjoys going on we do a weekly um demo at the town hall and he really enjoys coming along and he you know Mm. he he like there's other kids that are there and it's just a really nice atmosphere i think i I was talking to somebody uh yesterday who goes on them and uh he was saying it's quite a multicultural affair as well it is it's and it's really lovely that i think um it's 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 all it has been since the start been a very mixed group um Mm. and it's lovely i've made so many good friends Mm. over the course of the last eight weeks you know um and they helped organize the fundraiser that we did um it was two weeks ago now um and it was lovely they had a load of the muslim women made samosas and pakoras and they were absolutely delicious and um then we had kind of cakes and stuff as well it was a real um community effort it wasn't just you know a couple of people everybody chipped in where they could and similarly to what you said about having something for the children Mm. is we had in the side room there was a craft area and we had someone running that and so the kids were in there making flags and you know having their face painted and stuff so it was a real thing that because often those things you know you go with your kids and they get bored and you can only spend five minutes and you know whereas people were there and their kids were kind of 
entertained for a good half an hour or so, you know. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. important involving them in the in the process, yeah. Mm. Well, it helps you as women get involved as well. Of course, yeah, 100%. And there's so many, like you said, there's so many barriers to um, to getting involved with things when you're a parent um, because childcare is so expensive. And, yeah. um, and also, if you haven't got um, immediate family in the area, I mean, I, I, Jack's parents, my husband's parents live close by, but they work, you know, it's, it's hard to get people to look mm-hmm. after them. So if you can bring them along to things... Um, then it's yeah, it really does open open barriers for people. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and it, it's, the fundraiser was very successful. It was. Oh, we okay. were so it was it was only for a few hours. It was on because it, we we very generously got the room at um, the Baptist Church in the centre of Todd for free. So a bit we were holding it on a Sunday, so we had to wait for their service to be finished. So we got the room from quarter past twelve. Then we set up and so we let people in from half past twelve. And the idea was to go straight from the de- um, straight from the fundraiser to our weekly demo. So it was like bringing people along to that. You know, people could bring the flags they'd made and the banners they'd made and everything. So it was, and that's at three o'clock. So we only had two and a half hours in the middle, um, and it was really busy. It was lovely, and we raised, I think, the final figure somewhere around three thousand pounds, which that's, is that's, incredible. That's fantastic. And yeah. most of it is in it was in cash on the day. You know. And people can see the need for medical aid 100%. every time you put the news on the TV can, or yeah. listen to the radio, open a newspaper. Yeah. Um, That's something I think I'd hope we could all agree on, is that you know, medical aid is, is particularly mm. important when there's no hospitals or very few functioning hospitals remaining. Mm. Um, and they're a fantastic charity, Medical Aid for Palestinians. I've supported mm-hmm. them for a, for a long time. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a really good event. Yes, well, well done. And in the, the the demos outside the town hall are weekly. It is, yeah. Every well, the plan is to do it every Sunday until there's a, a ceasefire, um, not a you know a pause like there was a few weeks mm. ago, a proper ceasefire. Um, obviously, I think Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday, so I don't think we'll be doing it on that day just because there's a lot going on in the town on Christmas Eve. Mm. But um, apart from that, yes, every Sunday for the foreseeable future. Yes, and it is, quite, it is a family day after yeah, all. Yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but you, you you work as well, don't you? Yes, I, mean, I do. I'm, uh, um, I'm currently a self-employed massage therapist mm. in Todmorden. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, my husband and I owned... Well, it ended up being two restaurants. We owned an original restaurant in Hebden Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and people recognise us from there quite a lot because, um, you know, me and my husband worked there 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, pre-children. Yeah, and, um, that was chapter 17. Chapter 17, that yeah. was it, yes. We went ourselves, didn't we? Our, our, my mm-hmm. mum moved to Hebden Bridge and she used to like it. Oh, lovely. I remember you coming in, actually. Oh, do you? I remember you you sat on the downstairs table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I remember I can picture it in my head when you were there, yeah. Yeah. Because I'd been apart from that, but my mum couldn't make it upstairs, so when we came with her, we'd sit downstairs. downstairs. Yeah. And she liked trying new places, kind of new to her. So, yes, it was was a nice place. I was very sorry. It was a a lovely... um, we, We really built a really good we we just got to the point where we were kind of because with the, the hospitality industry it's it takes a few years to get profitable in any 
way. Mm. <laughs> and, um, you know, me and Jack were taking very minimal wages for a while. And we just got to the point where we were kind of profitable <laughs> making mm. money. Mm. And then in early 2020, there was the floods oh, in January. Um, and I was also at this point... It was so overtaken by the pandemic. Completely. I'd forgotten about the floods. Yeah, yeah, I was 35 weeks pregnant at this point oh. and we flooded. Luckily, thanks to the community, we got back up on our feet quite quickly. And then, as we all know, March 2020 happened. Oh. I had a tiny newborn child. Oh. <laughs> he was born March 2020. And, um, and we were told we had to close. Um we tried to run as a takeaway for a little bit, but yeah. it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't bringing enough money. And it was just, it's a very different thing, running a takeaway to running a restaurant. There's whole new processes you have to get used to, packaging mm. the food. It just, it just, it became it untenable, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then there was the brief eat out to help out period in the summer mm. where everyone got completely rammed with business. <laughs> it were mm. nonstop, but... Then obviously that caused spiking COVID cases, so then it went back into lockdown. It was just kind of to and fro from that. And um, in in May 2021, we took on another restaurant in Hipper Home, um, oh, right. which was a tapas restaurant. And um, so Jack kind of moved himself to being based there. Jack's my husband, and um, we had another team running Chapter 17. But what a lot of people don't realise about the grants they gave, gave out in COVID, they gave out a um, a business um, bounce-back loan, they called it, of £50,000. Mm. And um, everyone took it because everyone needed it. Most most businesses were allowed to delay their rent and not pay their rent, but then it became a point where they needed to pay their rent, so they had arrears mm. of, you know, a year's rent to pay. So everybody took this bounce-back loan. Um, so sorry, did you? So you had to pay rent for the time you were closed. Yeah, but uh, most most landlords said you don't have to pay it now. You can pay it once you reopen. But with hospitality, the overheads are so high anyway mm. that it's and people begrudge paying too much for food. Understandably, at the moment because of the cost of living, you know, and everything. Mm. But um, so it, it was hard to get that balance of income versus expenditure mm. with. Um, and so we closed Chapter 17, December 21. Very sadly, we hated it. We had a lot of um, staff that we really valued that we had to yeah. let go and lay off, which was really sad. And it's against our morals entirely just to say to people, I'm sorry you don't have a job anymore, but, you know, we couldn't we couldn't keep going. Um, and the, the tannery at this point was doing okay. But then the bounce-back loan, they had a period, I think it was a, of two years, where you didn't have to pay it back. Mm. And they were assuming that the economy would recover by that point and people would be able to pay it back. But then suddenly so many businesses were lumped with a £700 a month mm. bill they had to pay, which yeah. most hospitality places can't pay. So we had to close the tannery as well, sadly. Um, and it's a quite a common thing. I think about 12 restaurants a day are closing in the UK. Oh, yes, restaurants, pubs, the whole, well, as you say, the whole hospitality industry, music venues. Yeah. yeah. Um, COVID's um, hard to recover from with that, I think, because that that whole gap of a year's income, pretty much, mixed with having to take on extra debt because of it, you know. Yeah. And then the government thought, you know, oh, we'll give them a £1,000 grant. It's not going to (laughs) cover, it's not going to cover much, I'm afraid. Um, you know, so it was. It's it is very sad, um, but 
it doesn't it's not particularly compatible with childcare anyway hospitality hours no um no. jack was working when i when we first had both boys so um emlyn's too so for the first year of emlyn's life jack was working five days a week leaving at nine in the morning and getting back at ten at night oh. and um it, he was exhausted so, for yep, very little plus, money. Christmas have hardly seen his dad. No, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at Christmas, we never really saw him. Mm. Um, so he now that that's happened, you know, we've both got different careers. And Jack's job is term time only, so which is <laughs> the dream for parents, you know. Um, so this Christmas, we're actually going to have him at home which is a novel experience that's um, great. Yeah, yeah it's lovely yeah. so there's there's, a, there's silver yeah. linings to it definitely yes. but you know but um you had the tv in didn't you we did yes <laughs> yeah. interior design masters <laughs> yeah. they renovated the uh, chapter 17 um and it still looks like how they mm. did it it looked really good mm. um we were very happy with the result of it yeah how would you get on that Someone had posted, I think, on a Facebook page, like the Hebden Bridge page or something, mm. you know, we're looking for businesses that have been affected by mm. flooding, we want to give them, you know, a boost, but they, right. they had very specific requirements, they needed um, two floors, because right. they had two designers working mm. on each place, they needed a place with a floor that each designer could design, and mm. a lot of places in Hebden Bridge don't have mm-hmm. two floors, or, mm. you know, so... We were. It was, it was you in the one in the square. In the square, yeah, square one, um, and yeah, it was it was a really interesting experience because it was filmed during COVID. It was November right. twenty twenty, I think, that mm. they filmed it. Um, so we weren't really allowed to be there <laughs> at all, and um, no one really, you know, we didn't really get to meet anyone on it. But um, but it was a really yeah, it was a really good experience. It, we yeah. really liked it. Oh, that's a shame. It was during COVID because it looks like I know. it might have been. Bond yeah, meet Alan Carr and you know <laughs> everything, but mm. it gave the town a boost as well. I think Hebden, because you know it, it it looked so idyllic on the on the footage that oh, yeah. a lot of people said, "Oh God, you know, I want to go and visit Hebden Bridge." And mm. um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the whole valley's on the television. I know all the there's time. two programs being filmed in Topperdon at the moment. Yeah. Yes, two yes. dramas. I mean, this, this is why we've you partly uh, why we're doing this podcast really because there's so many people on mm. the TV with scripts written by somebody else. We just thought, let's hear the, the yeah, voices the of the people. people. Like, yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> Tomberden has that kind of real, um, just real, it's a real town, you know, it's got mm. the market. I love I love that market, it's great. Yeah. Um, so many small businesses that are just run by normal people and, you know, there's not mm. as much tourism in Tomberden, but there's still a bit, I think. Yeah. Um, it's getting more kind of uh, well-known. But yeah, quite a few restaurants have closed down in Tomerden recently as well, which is which is mm. sad. But then new ones are opening at the same time. So yeah. yes, we uh, we missed being able to walk down to Nelson's and be Nelson's. able to phone up Papa's and get a really nice pizza. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we can't. Papa's do deliver to Tomerden, you know. Wouldn't they be cold by the time they got here? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, we'll have to give them a try anyway. Yeah. Woody's. Have you tried Woody's? No. Woody's is the best pizza you've ever tried. It's but a, they don't deliver, do they? No. You have to pick up. But yeah. it's worth it. It's worth the walk. Right, okay. <laughs> 100%. It's, like, incredible. And they do... I mean, I'm vegetarian, and they do all their pizzas. They do pizzas, they do a vegetarian version. So they have, like, their own homemade, like, sauce sauce mix type thing. Right. Um, it's, it's amazing. 
I'm vegetarian yeah, too. Yeah, top so. tip. Woody's pizza, yes. top of them. No, well, thanks for that top tip. Yeah, Woody's. Woody's, one hundred percent. They've got a branch in Hebden Bridge as well, actually. But yes, the Tom and one's the original one, mm. and it's amazing. And they're so lovely. The people who own it as well. It's just a lovely, a really lovely business. Right. Mm. We were looking for sponsors for our our podcast. Oh we yeah, <laughs> ask Woody's. Say pizza. more nice things about Woody's, and then we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> So um, getting back to the the massage thing, I mean, you sort of the restaurant sort of scene didn't work yeah. overall financially, although the food was good. Yeah. Um, so then you just sort of said, "Well, well, I'll, I'll just do something else instead." Yeah, so you, I did other things yeah. in between. I did care work for a bit because um, it's it's impossible finding work that fits around children. So I was mm. doing a care job that was. Very early morning, very late nights. Mm. It was like getting them up and putting them to bed, um, but it just it was it was exa- too exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the daytime, still having two children to look after, yeah. you know. Um, and then I was a receptionist at Zeitgeist Hair in Hebden for a mm-hmm. bit, which was lovely. But um, I just kind of needed to do something that I actually wanted to do, you know. Mm. And so Jack said, "Let's find a, a course." So I found a course and mm. did it, and it's just. It's been one of those things where everything has just happened at the right time. You know, I did my course, qualified, contacted the salon that I'm working at and said, do you have any where I can rent? And they said, yeah, we do. And she's given me a fantastic rate for the room. So this is the massage where... Yeah, so yeah. it's at a nail salon in Topperden. And um, they're, they're such a lovely group of girls as well. It's really, like, kind of mm. welcoming and... Um, Lucy, who owns it, is um, is very kind of interested in helping women in the industry. So she's given me a really good introductory room rate, which is fantastic. And um, it just seems to have taken off, yeah. Um, I've been really busy, which is really good. Yeah. good. Well, then what sort of massage is it? I mean, I'm... The only massage in, I guess, is sports massage. Oh basically. yeah, it's not. It's not as intense as that. Right. It's relaxing. It's like Swedish massage in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Relaxing mostly is the kind of aim, mm. but also kind of muscle soreness as well it helps with. But yeah, mostly relaxing I think is the mm. is the outcome. But yeah, and it fits around kids because it's yeah. if I'm self employed, you know, I can I can if I need to cancel my day in the diary and be off work for whatever reason, you know. How do people find you if they want to massage? Um, I'm on an app called Fresher, which is like my booking app, but I'm also on kind of Facebook. Um, my right. business is called Tranquil Moments. Right, okay. And yeah. people can find me there. They want to <laughs> plug my business a bit. Yeah. 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 So we're looking for a sponsor for our podcast. <laughs> Say more nice things about that. <laughs> Only joking, we're not really looking for a sponsor for our podcast at all. Right, well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. No um, problem. It's been it starts lovely. off by saying that... Um, I was just impressed with your efforts. And I'm oh, even more you. impressed now we've had a chat about <laughs> the you. details of it. Um, yeah. That's our chat with the very impressive Beth Paramorida. Uh, now, if you have a look uh, around the platform you're listening to this on, you'll find an awful lot more of our podcasts uh, talking to interesting people of the valley. The first series is about our adventures in retirement when we went both retired and went travelling around uh, Europe North America and Australia um, so if you find them interesting like subscribe 
and tell your mates about it. All they have to do is put into their search engine Real Voices of Happy Valley and they'll find us. Okay, bye. Bye.